Hello, and welcome to the Flourish Your Faith podcast, the official podcast for Flourish Your Faith Ministries. It features talks from our events, interviews, and discussions with staff members. We hope you'll enjoy. Listen in to what the Lord has for you. This week's episode is yet another talk from last year's Flourish Conference. It's probably my favorite talk from the conference, and um, it's given by Deacon Ralph Poyo. Deacon Ralph Poyo is the founder of New Evangelization Ministries, which assists dioceses, churches, and even individuals with services, resources, and training in effective evangelization. Deacon Ralph is a board member of Flourish Your Faith Ministries, and he is also heavily involved in our mission work in Guatemala called Misión Floresco. We are so excited to have Deacon Ralph back at yet another Flourish Your Faith conference. Our 2023 conference will be held on March 16th through the 18th in Weston, Florida. For more information about the conference and to purchase tickets, please visit our website at www.flourishyourfaith.org. Well, I don't know about you, but um, it's amazing how the Spirit just kind of takes the words that the speaker gives and kind of starts shooting little darts, you know what I mean? Just kind of, let's throw this dart right there at this part of your heart, you know? was that? Oh, it's another one. And how he begins to reveal our lives as we hear testimony and we hear talks and the Spirit just comes in and illuminates in our own hearts where we are and what, what's going on. And so I'm, I'm constantly battling the reality of my life that I, uh, so f- it's so easy to just focus on me. I hope I'm not the only one who struggles with that. Okay, good. Because I, you know, you, you hear a talk like that, and, it, and it's so counter to what we've grown up learning how to do, isn't it? I mean, honestly, I grew up in this world and that really focused on the quality of of my life. How do I improve the quality of life, my life? How do I make it better? How do I get uh, bigger things, better things, nicer things? And, and that's, frankly, what we've been trained to do. Or the pursuit of our lives has been the pursuit of money and the pursuit of stuff and that, because we believe that these things are what really enhances and fulfills our lives. And, and so that's what our lives have been all about, and that's what my focus has been. But then Christianity comes on the scene, and I encounter the Lord, and then all of a sudden, it's something different. The paradigm shifts, and everything is backwards. Makes sense, because that's what Satan wants to do, isn't it? He wants to take the truth of Christ and God and twist it and make in reverse. And so the next thing we think the good things that we're pursuing aren't really the good things we should be pursuing anymore. Frankly, I've been so focused on enhancing the quality of my life that the last talk really convicted me that I need to be focusing on the quality of my death. Do I really believe in my baptism? For us as Catholics, many of us were baptized as infants. That's a different paradigm because our parents, if they're doing it right, then our parents live the model of learning to live a repentant life to God. 
And if they're doing it right, they're learning to live a life at, uh, of death because baptism is our death. And are we really living that reality in our lives? Or are we, are we somewhere between, you know, Christ and the death and the world that continues to tell us that this is where we need to go and this is what we need to do and this is who we need to be and this, this shows us the measure of our value and worth because of what we produce, what we've gained and what we've amassed. And then Jesus comes and he says, you want to follow me? Then, then die. Give everything up for me, all of it. Holding on to nothing. But frankly, sometimes I feel like in my walk, I hear the Lord calling and then I run back to the world and keep getting more. And I keep going to the Lord and I keep running back to the world and, and I feel like a stupid ping pong ball sometimes. And all I'm doing is getting smacked around because the enemy comes, keeps telling me and telling me, you know, now the only way that you can do that is if you live the way they tell you to. And that means that now instead of just trying to be a success at whatever I'm supposed to be in the world, I need to be a successful looking Christian. And yet the only way that we can actually be that is to be all in in the death. Because then he does it. He does it. But that's so hard because sometimes I keep running back to the world and feeling like I got to do it, right? I got to pray my way into heaven. I got to, I, it's through my personal spiritual disciplines, which are really good, holy, right, and true, and we should be doing them. But it's because I do them that I become what I'm supposed to be. And yet that's, again, backwards. Matt referred to a passage a couple of times that I've been kind of just really, really wrestling with that Paul spoke on. It was from Galatians chapter 2. He was referring to the, to the parts 19 and 20. For through the law I have died to the law, so that I might live to God. And then Paul in his testimony says this, and it's something that I've just really been trying to embrace in my life. I have been crucified with Christ. And it is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. I have been crucified with Christ. Have I really? Do I really count my life as dead? Have I really forfeited it? Or do I keep going back and trying to attain more life because it's not either or the way it's supposed to be. It's both and. I want the best the world has to offer me and I want the best that Christ is going to give me. Only Christ says you can't have both. That is the harlotry. That is the divided heart. It says, I want you, but I want you. I want you, Jesus, and I want to be sanctified, but I want all the great things of the world that you created. After all, you created it, so can't I have some? And yet the more I keep my, giving myself to this stuff, 
the more I feel empty. So I keep wanting more, and I feel empty. And yet when I come in and give myself to you, and, and, and you fill me with your spirit and your life and your truth, you, you continue, continue to pull yourself out in me. And all the things that Matt was saying reson- resonates and makes so much sense. And yet there is this, this division. And I realize that there is a, there's a part in this that I want to play because I, I heard Matt. He said that you'll do it all, Lord. You promised me. You said it's done. On the cross, you said it's finished, which means it's consummated. Consummated. What is consummated? When he gave us his life on Holy Thursday. Because our God is a God of action. When he speaks, he speaks into reality. Let us create heaven and earth. It's done. Let us create man. It's done. Let us create vegetation. It's done. This is my body. This is my blood. When he spoke it, he was giving us himself. And then he simply lived out his passion and died on the cross. And then the last words he says is, it is finished. I make all things new. He's done it. We don't have to do it. But the world tells us we do. And we keep going back and buying into that because we are still deeply rooted and committed to the stuff and to the lies of the world. I think if St. Paul were to come here today and he would look at us and the way we're living our Christianity, he'd go, are you kidding me? This is what you call Christianity? Because you see what we've done in the way we've passed on the faith is we've not given them an all or nothing. You know, here we have this life-size cross where we say, if you want God, you want everything God has to offer you, jump on. It ends today. You forfeit your life. You give everything to me. I gave you my entire life. I held nothing back. What are you holding back from me? Everything. You're either here or else what we've done is imagine me having a table over here where I've got a whole bunch of little icons that represent everyone and everything in our lives. Everyone and everything. So that means I've got my five daughters. I've got my two cats. I just got 13 new chickens in my chicken coop that I almost burned up. And I, I've got all these different things. I got mortgage payments. I got car payments, insurance policies. So on this table, I have hundreds of icons of things that I've given myself to and that have attachments to me. Yes or no? So instead of teaching everyone that it's all or nothing, instead we've gone to the big cross, cut off a piece of wood, whittled down, and now what we're doing is trying to teach people how to add a little bit of Jesus to your already overcommitted life. And I think if we were to go out into this, this building and begin to start evangelizing, people who don't know Jesus, who don't believe in the Christian faith, would look at us and go, you want me to buy into your Jesus? Yes, that's why we're here. We want to talk to you about God. We want you to know who he is. We want you to understand what he's all about. They would turn to us and go, why should I buy into your Jesus when you don't? Because you live your lives just like me. You're watching the same television and movies that I am. Your divorce rate is the same as ours. You're doing abortions. You're drinking. 
You're doing all the stuff we do. What's the difference? I just don't waste my time on Sunday morning because I was out partying Saturday night. I'm sleeping in. You see, I think, frankly, we have lost conviction for the message. And the message I kept hearing from Matt was, is that Christ already has the form for us. It's his word. It's already there. The problem is we read it and go, yeah, that's a little uncomfortable. I'm going to come back here and keep filling myself up. But the form is there. How do we conform to Christ? How do we buy, not, how, how do we become Christ? Well, the beauty is I don't have to become Christ. I just need to let Christ in and he will become me. In me. He'll simply let me be everything that I was created to be. But I think the battleground of discipleship is how do we let go of that? And keep letting go. Because if your life is anything like mine, we keep getting tempted to come back. And, and it's nice over here. It's really comfortable. I think of late, if I were to define maybe in Confessing to God, I'm sorry. What am I most sorry for is that I, I'm sorry that I've, I've been avoiding uniting myself to your suffering, to denying myself the things that are here. See, my, I'm walking away from this last talk going, okay, this is good. This is really good talk. But I'm not sure how. I don't know the how. The only thing I know is that I must. I must go that way. Because this is emptiness. And this is everything. False promises, temporal living, eternal fruits, sanctity. I think we've replaced fear of the Lord in our culture today. And we have eliminated it. And we've replaced it with the fear of man. We're more afraid of what other people think of us than we are of what God thinks of us. But everything I've heard last talk was that God's not sitting there judging us like we judge ourselves. He just wants us home. He wants us with him. But we've got to decide. We've got to decide. We've have to, we have to choose. Because that prophecy we talked about this morning, 
speaking about how we've given ourselves to a spirit of the world and, and all of that that spirit is offering us. And we, we tend to listen to that spirit of fear. And so when the spirit of fear speaks, we immediately respond to the spirit of fear instead of the Holy Spirit. And we need to learn how to quit paying attention to just our emotions and start paying attention to the spiritual senses that the Spirit awakens in us so that we follow Him. And that's our challenge for the remainder of today. How do we learn to do that? So that we can finish strong at the end of this day and be catapulted from this space back into our homes back into our businesses, our work. But we're catapulted back, not as the people we were when we got here and what we left from, but transformed disciples of Jesus Christ, empowered by the Holy Spirit in such a way that we are leaking love everywhere. Let's just bow our heads, close our eyes. Once again, take a moment to become aware of the one who is always aware of us. Always waiting for us to turn to him. Lord Jesus, thank you for revealing in our hearts the rational lies that we've been using to give ourselves to the world. Forgive us for all the times we have been rationalizing your truth away from our lives so we don't have to live it. Thank you for breaking through the noise, the volume of noise that the world continues to put forth so that we can't hear your truth and respond to it. Lord, you freely chose to die for us. We cry out to you this day. Give us the graces we need to live only for you. Not for what we want. Not for what we need. Because you've already promised to give us what we need. Give us the faith this day to trust in you to be all in you, to trust only in your word and what you have accomplished. Help us to stop trying to earn your love and teach us how to just receive it. 
Transform my mind, Lord. To focus no longer on the quality of my life, but on the quality of my death. Jesus, we trust in you. Jesus, we trust in you. Jesus, we trust in you. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Flourish Your Faith podcast. We release an episode every two weeks. For more information on our ministry or to donate, please visit our website at www.flourishyourfaith.org.